0: Hey guys, welcome back to Midnight Haze. I had originally wanted to do tonight's episode on conspiracies that I find fascinating. However, I'm not quite sure everyone's ready for that. <laughs> I have also felt as though my trauma and cycle breaking episodes have really resonated with many of you, and I enjoyed talking about it because it almost helps me heal in some aspects, I guess. Plus I just like talking about the stuff that's kind of hard to talk about. So let's dive in. The mama trauma. The hard to talk about, hard to swallow, reality of it. We always hear about the daddy issues and talk about that, but what about the moms? I think that there's this, like, illusion that all moms are just great and don't cause any trauma. Which, just isn't the case. I think for me, I never really knew how to talk about it, because, well, nobody did talk about it. And don't get me wrong, I have just as many daddy issues, but I think since I grew up more so with my mom, I simply just had more time to experience more traumatic things with her, which I wish wasn't the case. I wish I could have just had more time with her and good times at that but it is what it is except that just isn't what it is and I've had such a hard time acknowledging that before I began the healing process I would always say that like it was funny and that was just my life but since I began allowing myself to realize it really was my life Uh, it's just not funny. I realized that it sucks for me, and it was not okay. And I think that by masking things with humor my whole life, I began to just believe that cracking a few jokes would make it easier for others to digest, and I guess maybe even easier for me to process. And honestly the jokes are pretty lit and I enjoy being funny so I'm still going to crack them but at least now when I do I can acknowledge the emotions I was feeling during those experiences and just kind of process them I wish I could say I have fully healed and moved past it all and some days I truly feel like I have but the cold hard reality of it is that I'll never be fully healed and That's okay. I still have my days where it all hits me and I can't escape it or laugh it off, and I feel every bit of that hurt, sad, angry little girl right inside of me. And for me it comes in the form of those small, minuscule things like seeing someone my age post on Facebook that they had dinner with their mom, or seeing women my age with their kids and their moms out and about just having a good time now i don't mean i'm like jealous of them and get upset at the sight of these things i feel happiness and joy for them but i also feel sadness and anger for me and that's okay you can be happy for somebody and be sad for you I just feel like nobody talks about how hard it is to cut off your parents from yours and your kids' lives. No moments of calling your mom to ask her her recipes because her recipes were for (laughs) meth or alcoholic beverages. Or just to have her come help you on stressful days with the kids. Or even just to call her and hear her voice and know that No matter what you were going through, she was there for you. But you just can't do that. And it sucks. I think it's also one thing to cut off a parent for their toxic behavior, but it's like a whole different ballgame to kind of have to mourn the loss of the parent that is still alive. You have to... Or you just kind of mourn the losses of the various versions you so badly wanted and needed them to be in... Those moments, and even still, and even just more the loss of who they were and who they could have been. Now I just want to clear the air. My mom was not always bad, and she had her moments that I felt loved and happy in. Like when she was sober, she would watch *Deadliest Catch* with me and my sister, snuggle on the couch, and watch movies. My gosh, we watched so many movies. It was just crazy she had a shit ton of dvds to choose from it was just that was her thing she would also go on walks with us when we were in middle school and early teens i mean probably because she didn't have a license and some of those times it was to walk to the local liquor store but we thought it was cool at the time and when we were younger she still had her license and she would take us to this little beach and she'd pack lunches and we would go swim and fish all day or we'd go camping with my aunt and uncle she also has like the most beautiful singing voice and would sing all the cool songs when we were kids and she could hit every single note and she was kind and hilarious and everyone she met just loved her so there were good times But when she would relapse or she would drink, she was a completely different person. And now, sadly, she's just stuck as this whole other person that I don't even recognize. Like, I thought when she was drunk or high, she was mean. And she had her crazy moments, I guess you could call them. But now she's just this version I've never seen and it's dark and she is even more unpredictable and potentially dangerous and that's just not something I am willing to risk nor be associated with when my sister and I would find meth in her room we'd always tell my grandma and she'd say that she'd take care of it and each time we would think surely this would be the time that they we're finally going to kick her out and we'd wish for it because we were exhausted and tired and just tired of the unpredictability and the fights that came with the usage but each time she'd just flush it and my mom would use the same excuse of how she was just holding it for a friend like girl why would any method willingly give up their supply or ask a fellow fiend to hold it like, come on. <laughs> I don't I don't buy it. I never did. But I will give her the fact that she's always been non-judgmental and she would always call me a judgmental bitch as a kid and teen because I didn't like the people she hung out with and I called them meth heads, which is a little judgy, I'll admit. But they were also, in fact, (laughs) methods. Anyways, after about the fourth time of holding it for a friend, I would have thought my grandma would have been finished with the bullshit lies and kicked her out, but she never did. But honestly, I can't say what I would do. I used to get so mad about it, and now, as an adult and a mother myself, I can't say what I would do in that situation. But I do have the experience and voice to know I would choose a child's childhood over an adult's poor choices. Especially if it were my grandkids and their well-being mentally and physically over my adult child's poor choices. I would choose them. And it would suck and it would be hard, but I think it's just because I lived through it as that kid that I feel that way I don't know and I don't say any of that to judge my grandma I have the utmost love and admiration for her and her kindness and willingness to love you through whatever you're going through but I think mental health especially children's mental health just wasn't talked about enough then and we all just do our best with the information we have at the time I've went through the anger and resentment, the why wasn't I or my sister good enough for her to get it together before this became the outcome, the anger of all the shit we had to deal with and put up with, all for her not to even try to change when given every opportunity to do so, and the sadness and disappointment when I realized she was now past rock bottom and there's no coming back. Because she now has no sense of reality to even know she is past rock bottom. And I honestly just think that in itself is really fucking sad. But I've come to terms with it, and I allow myself to feel those feelings. And I want to be over it, but it's hard since... I still talk to my grandma, and she likes to vent to me about it all, even though she knows I don't want to be involved with it, and that's okay, like, she is the one putting up with it, and she deserves to vent, and I would be there for her just like she would me, but... I just wish I could go back to what I consider my childhood home and chat with my grandparents about my day and bring my kids over there without having to worry about my mom being there and so I do go there alone and I occasionally chat with my grandparents and my mom usually just stays in a room but I just don't feel comfortable there like I used to and I think one day maybe I will be able to feel comfortable there again, but they're starting to set boundaries and they're working on getting her to move out since she is almost 50 after all. Oh yeah, she moved back in with them um, after some shit transpired and so she lives with them again. But I think one of the hardest things for me is the fact that it's all in the open. Like I said, it's a small Midwest town. And when my mom finally moved out on her own after I moved out, she took my little sister with her and she began using again. Only this time more frequently because my grandparents weren't there to put a brief hold on it, I guess you could say, because they never really stopped it. And eventually my sister ended up getting out to... But when her and my sister had moved out, I already had a child of my own at this point, And my sister eventually got out as well and started her own family too. But she lived close to our mom. And when she began to spiral even worse, my sister was right there for it all. And her and my grandma were trying to get guardianship of our mom after she completely lost it. I'm not sure if she got like a bad batch of something, or if it was just from the continued use over the years, but her mind was the first thing to go. She began claiming that her apartment manager and maintenance man, along with the town's police department, had essayed her with a meat grinder, and that she died and was resurrected and was Jesus' sister. So by this point, I was out. I told my sister and my grandma that I wanted no part of it, and I owed her nothing, and I still stand by that. She may have given me life, but she did not raise me and wasn't there for me as a child when I needed her to be, and so I do not owe her a thing. But she also posted everything on Facebook, so that's where the small town thing kicks in again. I did go try to help one night, and only because I felt bad my sister was trying to do it alone. So, I did it for her, but she thought our mom was going to, like, unalive herself because she wasn't answering her phone for either of us at this point. And when we were kids, she would, like, lock herself in her room and have my sister and I freaking out that she was going to OD or kill herself so i could sense that panic in my sister's voice so i called for a welfare check and headed to the town over and the dis- the dispatch person said that the cops were already over there for my mom causing a dispute with her neighbor at the time so that's why she wasn't answering the phone for us i tried to help her get out of going to jail that night and rather to a mental facility because that is what she needed but the mental health laws around here anyways are basically non-existent and she refused the medical help so they arrested her in front of me and my sister and basically the whole apartment complex she lived at but it was nighttime so I'm sure people were just looking out of their windows they weren't out in the yard like normal. After they arrested her, my sister and I went in to, like, clean up her apartment. Like, not clean it up, but, like, lock it up and get everything out that needed to be out because the door was broke from them kicking it in. And, um, when we got in there, there was just, like, this crazy, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, she had dug holes in her walls, she had mirrors on every wall facing every angle, she even had fucking samurai swords in there. I swear addicts can find and trade the most random and like bizarre shit, but <laughs> after that my sister and I were both kind of just like, man fuck this, and both wanted no part of it. Our grandma has dealt with it all because she is a saint. And I think she realizes that there was a little enabling in there. So maybe she's trying to make things right. But yeah. Once she uh, made that post on Facebook that I mentioned earlier. Everyone, and I mean everyone. From her friends to acquaintances to people I graduated with. Were messaging me, asking me about her. Or they'd tell me. How they were so sorry they had no idea what we had to go through as kids. But life's kind of funny like that. The one big secret she managed to keep for years and she basically just came out and told everyone herself. And then we had to deal with the aftermath of it. I still hate going to that town for work, food, anything. Because I don't want to get that look from all the people who know her and know about the whole situation and know that I'm her kid. It just sucks because it's a small area and like all my friends live in this area too, so if I ever wanted to go out with any of my friends, then I don't want everyone looking at me and judging me like I'm going to end up like her and I know that's probably not the case, but I've worried about that my entire life, just not wanting to end up like my parents I don't drink. Heck, I won't even take my ADHD medication or pain meds after my c-sections because I'm that scared of addiction. And it's not because I lack the self-control. I know when enough is enough. But it's just that genetics. And I'm sure at one point they probably thought that they had it under control too. So I just don't even give it a chance and just would rather not. (laughs) And I've had some ask me why I don't talk about my sister that much, and that's because I love her. We get along, and we do have a relationship, and her stories and her thoughts and opinions on her version of our childhood are not mine to share or to speak on, you know? I mean, two people can be raised in the same home and have very different versions of their own experiences and how they view and feel about those things, which I think we feel very similar and we're both just trying our best to be our best and move forward with our lives. But again, those are her stories and her versions to tell, especially since she lived with our mom on her own as a teen without our grandparents and I around so she had some other experiences that I wasn't even around for but who knows, maybe one day I will get her on here and she can share her views on it all too and while we grew up in the same house in similar situations we do have different dads so our trauma doesn't just stop in the home where we both lived Um, we also lived in home separately that we had different experiences in and yeah so I will say that she is strong and fierce and she has overcome so much and I love and respect the hell out of her I think trauma is just so difficult to talk about because it's so hard to process some mask and hide and some deflect We're all different, and out of all of that stuff that I went through, the hardest part to overcome is the feeling unwanted and unloved and feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I still am struggling with the effects of it now, like not feeling like a good enough mom or feeling like nobody wants to be around me. I also have my trauma responses I'm trying to break still and... They're just heavily ingrained into me at this point, That that's now the next step in the healing process, so stay tuned for those episodes. As always, click the follow button and the notification bell so you don't miss the new episodes, and until next time, clear the haze and manifest better days.